from the kitchen table of Long Lane Honeybee Farms, this is David and Sherry Burns with another podcast in beekeeping. And Sherry has got a stick of butter, and she is uh, brutalizing a pan with a stick of butter. What you got going on, Sherry? I am making some brownies for for church. You know, David, when I was a little girl, my mother every single Sunday after church we would have jello and we would have a cake every single sunday and it was just something you got used to and i asked her one day i said now why when we were little did you always make a jello and cake and she said well i always did that because my mother always did that (laughs) (laughs) you know and it was it's not something that i've ever really thought too much about but i just decided in the recent years that i was going to start making something like that to have after church on Sunday and I haven't gotten to the jello because I'm not even really sure what jello is but <laughs> I'm making brownies today and that that can be a that can be a nice little um, segue into the fact that if you all are looking for honey recipes you don't look have to look any further than my blog which is at sherryburns.blogspot.com and Sherry Burns is spelled S-H-E-R-I-B-U-R rns.blogspot.com and I put on there how to cook with honey uh, recipes baking with honey how to make cream honey how to do other stuff with beeswax and all sorts of really good stuff alright so there you go now you know you're listening to Studio Bee Live a beekeeping podcast of Long Lane Honey Bee Farms And hopefully some of you have found us at honeybeesonline.com. That's our website. And we want to give our phone number out so uh, you can call us if you have beekeeping questions or beekeeping needs for equipment. Our number is 217-427-2678. And you should probably remember to call us uh, 830 to 430 Central Time, Monday through Friday. Yeah. The other day, a fella called me on the phone, David, and he was sitting there listening to us. He'd found us on the web, and he was listening to our podcast. And he actually pulled over in his car and called me up on the phone. And he said, he said, I'm not a beekeeper, but you all are so much fun. He said, you've convinced me to buy a package of bees. So I'm, I'm sitting on the side of the highway, and I've got my credit card ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's neat. Well, we are glad to be able to be with you again on another broadcast. And uh, Sherry and I have jotted down some things that we'd like to talk about. Probably uh, a lot of you really seem to uh, be interested in our personal lives. Uh, Maybe maybe you need kind of briefed on our family and what our business is doing. And uh, we things are popping and hopping around here. Uh, We are very thankful that... We have so many great customers and, the, and that the business continues to grow because not just from a business point of view, but for the bees. We have we just love seeing more people get into beekeeping and we're able to help people with classes and equipment and bees and encourage them to do it. So we're excited that we're able to fulfill our passion to help more people become beekeepers. So that is growing. That has exploded and has caused us to hire a few more employees to help us out as well as adding on to buildings and kind of keeping everything growing and expanding so in the midst of constantly trying to uh, meet demands we're also in the midst of 
you know, working in a building there where construction is always going on. There's always construction in the house and in every building that we have, something is constantly being worked on, Sherry. Yeah. We moved here uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So it'll be eight years this summer we moved here. And we we spent two months working on the house before we moved into it. And we've spent every bit of the remaining eight years working on it also. But <laughs> but I, we were just reminiscing earlier today that when we first started the business part of it, see, when we first started out, you know, David's a beekeeper from way back, back in the early 90s. And when we first started our business, we were, believe it or not, just doing honey and beeswax and that sort of stuff. And then we realized that people really needed equipment. They really needed bees and and that sort of stuff. But we started out in a real small room that we think was about a 6 by 11 square feet. And that room now, we've just... Um, We've ex- we expanded into another building that that began to hold our store and our shipping department. And then the shipping department got too big, so we went to another building and which held our original our original store. Our, right? our original store, the six by eleven, was our original store, and that now, just in the past few months, has been remodeled into um, our daughter's office. Our daughter's in charge of the shipping department, and so that little six by eleven room that I don't know if anybody's listening to the podcast that remembers that little six by eleven room. We have quite a few customers that still come over who were from from the six by eleven age. Um, <laughs> this just reminds me of Harley Davidson. They started out in this little bitty room, they, you know, and built their first motorcycle. Did. I think it was like an eight by ten. So, yeah. you know, that was bigger than our six by eleven. <laughs> I think. So right now, in it, eight by ten is eighty square foot, and six by eleven, sixty six square foot. Right, and then how you do it? Yes. Okay. So so. They actually built the first Harley in a little bit build, bigger building than we did. I hope so. They, they did. Um, so anyway, it's just funny to realize that we went from that store, and now it's simply just one gal's office. That's how small it was. But now we're building onto that building. We're, we're building out to the to the south of that. And so that's our big project right now. Yeah, so it's, uh, and we're always doing a, a few things here at the house, like everybody does that has a house, you know. But it's it's tough, and as you know, beekeepers have to work around those silly bees' schedule. So, the, the you know, once the bees kind of stop working us to death in October and November, we can finally start doing some things on our own house. Meantime, we're always playing with bees. So we thought we'd get you caught up on a few of those uh, things. Hey, Sherry, I had someone email me about your dad. You know, we must have mentioned your dad having a surgery. What was it, a year or two ago? But somebody was just wondering. They never heard a response on how your dad finally got. But he did have a prostate. Prost, 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 I always get that confused. Prostrate or prostate. No, it's prostate. He did have prostate cancer. <laughs> Only you would know. <laughs> And that was successfully successfully removed, and he's doing fine now. No reoccurrence uh, since then. He had a hip replacement, um, but he got over that pretty quick. So he's just uh, out doing everything he wants to do. So thanks for asking about Sherry's dad. 
and uh, our family's all doing fine. Uh, our youngest daughter is engaged now. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! She's gonna get married. Um, sometime this year. We don't know why. I, I don't know why. I mean, we don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why would any, any girl, why yeah. would a 21-year-old girl want to get engaged <laughs> I, for? That really wasn't a slip of the tongue when I said that I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, it's a Freudian that, that slip. That has nothing to do with my particular marriage in, in the <laughs> my tongue slip. I've been married 32 years to a, a wonderful, hardworking Man, so that has nothing to do with it. No, that was just a slip. Valentine's Day is coming up. We should know why she's getting married. But, but she—I don't know when she's getting married. Is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But we can't do without her here because she is one of the hardest working people we have here. And she's great. She's just really developed so well on the phone. Many of you have talked to her on the phone. Korea be probably who you talk to primarily when you call, and she's doing a great job. She's very mature and very experienced with bees and uh, real knowledgeable in beekeeping as well. She's she's listened to me and her mom talk about bees for you know many years now. So and she works bees. She's our queen producer and out working hives constantly. So she is well rounded in beekeeping. So we just thought we catch you up to date. It's been a while since we've uh, touched base with you on our family things. So. Um, we uh, we love hearing about your family when you write us or email us or when you uh, call us on the phone. It's always fun when you tell us how things are going um, with you guys. If you hear that little beep in the background, Sherry's... <laughs> Oh, but they're raw eggs, but they're my fresh oh, chicken true. eggs. And that reminds me, I had another... Um, podcast listeners say that they started chickens this year and it was all all because of me talking about my chickens and they've they've really enjoyed the the chicken eggs this year Uh but i've had the worst time with chickens this year because of the coyotes they've actually started to walk on our property in broad daylight to get after the chickens so they've eaten quite a few of them so those of you who have come out here to buy bee equipment and, and usually pick up a dozen of eggs too. Well, they can't ju- they can't have them, David. Well, we'll get more chickens next year. We we need to, we, we didn't we didn't fence those in like we should. And one day I accidentally <laughs> forgot and let the door open. And you know we we got to be careful not to make mistakes. And for those listening, yes, we do own plenty of guns, <laughs> but <clears throat> we just you know it's hard to get a clean shot. I mean, as soon as a coyote uh, hears any noise at all, they're just gone. They run like deer, you know, so it's kind of tough to get them. But we're, and it's not just coyotes. It's, it can be the coons and their fox and all those, all that night stuff roaming around. Yeah. Well, so so anyway, <coughs> Christian is now standing here next to me licking the spoon out of the, the brownies that we're going to eat after church tomorrow because my mother did that and my grandmother did that. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a fun tradition. I like that kind of tradition. And, and everybody listening has licked the spoon, right, when yeah. when mom made a cake or grandma made some brownies. That was my funnest time is when my mom got done stirring that mix up, I got to Clean up that bowl, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, on the 
subject of customers, uh, we we just have, we've said this before and we've said it again, we've just had the best customers in the world. We just, anytime anybody calls us, everybody's courteous, everybody's kind, you know, they tell us what the weather's like, you know, it's, you know, some of them we've talked to for years and years and years now and they'll call up and they'll just give their first name and we're like, oh yeah, hi John, yeah. So, um, uh Look for us on Facebook. You can go like us on Facebook. That that would be great. We had a contest just recently, and several customers won some prizes, some free some freebies. So you never know when a freebie contest is coming up on Facebook. So you can check us out there, and of course in our in our blogs too. But um, David, this weather has been so warm. It has been. Absolutely wonderful. It has been gorgeous. It's been in the 50s. I This is the first week in February, and I've ridden my motorcycle every single day this week until today when it rained. But, boy, that's 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 going to mean something for bees. Yeah, it does. I, I read in the newspaper that in 1888, I think, I don't have the exact date, but I think it was 1888, 1889, that we had a similar warm spell. And there were many warm winters like that here in central Illinois back in the day and I was shocked these statistics I, I need to do a little more research Sherry because I'm not <laughs> but it said the average temperature like in 1888 for December and January was like 38 degrees and I think we're running about either 33 or 37 on an average temperature but it said in February the following month back then it was a mean temperature of a negative five point five degrees that's five degrees below zero it's a mean temperature so i guess we need our we need some of our listeners to explain to me what does mean temperature mean Uh, to me it means average an average temperature but i'm sitting here thinking how can an average temperature for the month of february be five below zero because if that's the average temperature to me it would seem like the temperature in the daytime would have to be you know 10 and then at night it'd be 20 below to get some average mean temperature of five below but for the month of february in 1888 it was five below zero for the whole month mean temperature just means if it's negative five it's really really mean that, yeah, that, yeah that i know i thought about that the weather's being mean that's what it means oh you walk outside and you say boy it's just it's mean out here isn't that's it right. oh it's mean but that's right. that's well right. what does it mean for bees well i'm sorry i don't have any good news about that I like a warm day once in a while for my bees to go out and they need to go outside and potty. And that clears their gut. It uh, reduces nosema. To me, it, I feel like it, yeah, Christian got a kick out of that. I feel like it, it clears their gut so it makes their gut healthier. But if they're, con, if they're confined in the hive for a long period of time, things can grow in their gut. Because bees, once they start flying and and getting on the nectar and all, he clears their gut out. Well, that doesn't happen during the winter. There's nothing out there to drink in central Illinois. They may fly out there and defecate, and that will help from what they're eating in the hive. But I fear, I don't want to say this, you know, and make everybody panic, but I fear that the warm weather that we've had where they're flying almost every day for a week or two, you know, that they they might be eating through more of their stored honey. Because the more active they are, the less dormant they are. And the more they move around, the more they fly, the more they eat, the more they need. Poss- possibly the yeah, the phone rings even when we're <laughs> doing podcasts at night. But 
But sometimes um, the queen might even start laying a little bit more because uh, the warm weather. And as a result, you're going to have to feed more larvae. So before you start thinking, wow, this is going to be great. My bees are going to do wonderful because it's been warm. Remember, they're going to eat more. And they're going to burn through food more. And then when, if it does cool off, like the newspaper article said it has historically in the past, another month of, or two of very cold weather, they'll, they need the energy then to eat that. They need to eat honey to get energy to stay warm. They won't have it. So that's a good reason that people need to watch their hives, lift them from the back, see if they're heavy or not. If not, you got to start feeding them with some of these winter bee kinds that we're making a lot of. Um, but having said that, let me, let me just say one more thing about that. Um, because when, when bees, um, I'll say it this way. If you have a hive that's very healthy, that has a lot of bees in there, then they won't have to eat as much honey to stay warm. So it's probably won't affect a very strong colony that has plenty of honey. It's going to affect the smaller colonies that have we finally get into a cold winter so that's kind of my summary on it so really keep an eye on those hives because they very well could starve out in the month of march okay so we don't want liquid feed in a Mm -hmm. hive in the winter time because if they eat too much liquid they need to defecate and if it turns cold below 50 degrees outside they cluster and they won't go out and defecate and they'll fill up too fast okay so there's a couple of things that you can do one of them is to get candy boards yeah or winter be kind boards which we make we make the candy here we fill it up we ship it to you you get a recipe that tells you how to fill it up again when it needs to be filled up or uh, something else that you can do, you, you know, you can, there are some places that you can get these, what they call winter patties, and, you know, all, all that is is powdered sugar in water and a little bit of honey be healthy. So you can, you can make that yourself. You just add the water to the powdered sugar till you get like a, like a Play-Doh consistency or a little bit harder than that and roll it out, stick it right on the top of your frames. Um, it's very, very, very simple. So just go ahead and make it and s- stick it on top of there if you if you can't splurge for a candy board. But if you don't have the time or you actually want a lot more candy than just a little patty makes, you know, give us a call and we'll get you set up. Yeah, I've been I've been actually making some of those patties. <coughs> you know, our winter bee kinds are on our hives and they're just really enjoying those. <laughs> Uh, one hive is on its second uh, winter bee kind already, and it's, they, they'll love it. You add the pollen to it kind of late in the mix, and that, that is good, the powdered pollen. Yeah, our our candy boards and the winter bee kinds have got the the sugar in the water, and it's got to be cooked to a certain consistency. And then when I'm done cooking it, and you got to stir it, et cetera, et cetera, but you, then I add the honey bee healthy, and I add pollen to it. So, so the bees have got the carbohydrates and the proteins that they need. The those patties, sugar patties you're making is basically just the carbohydrates. The right, powdered sugar yeah. and water is just gonna just gonna be the carbohydrates. So I, I did add pollen powder to those. Right, so oh, you, okay. you might need to get pollen powder. So by the time you buy all that stuff, I think it's just easier if you just ordered candy boards from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true in it. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, well, Sherry, there's been some talk about a zombie fly out there. 
and um, some of the beekeeping community has heard reports uh, that there's a, a little tiny fly, maybe the size of a, a little bit larger maybe than a mite, and uh, it has the... It has been on the paper wasps from the bumblebees uh, forever. I think it's a, I think it's native uh, in the U.S. here, but um, some folks out in California s- noticed that they saw this zombie fly actually um, affecting honeybees. It seems to uh, it has a way of little tiny uh, egg laying needle that comes out of the uh, rear abdomen of the fly and it penetrates the bee and lays eggs in the bee and the bee beca- and and those little eggs hatch and the larva kind of kill the bee before it does the bee is disoriented and the larva comes out and turns into a fly eventually but um my friend john zvishlock in in little rock arkansas he's a very good researcher uh, entomologist down there and so he wrote an ex- exceptional article on it um and um you need to. I, we should post that on our website. Remind me, Sherry, to somehow get that and post it on our website. But I want to. I want to say this, I, and I could be wrong, but I don't think this thing's going to amount to a hill of beans. I really don't. Um, it's not like it doesn't reproduce in the hive, so to speak. It's affecting adult bees, not the brood. So I don't see it's going to be a real big problem. Probably going to not be much worse than what you'd find birds eating bees. You know, I don't know. I, I've not seen any of our bees have those kind of symptoms in the years past. So, um, but we want to keep an eye on it. And of course, everybody is, and everyone's going to watch it. But I would just not lose any sleep over this one at all. I'm not worried about the zombie. The reason why we call it a zombie is because once the bees are infected, I'll say infected, with the eggs, and the larva begins to grow inside the bee, it does begin to work on them where they just can't function normally. And one of the characteristics is the bees will fly out at night. They're drawn to light, and you'll find them stumbling around below light. But, you know, we have bees that do that off and on. If We have a, a queen rearing yard that has right up next to a building, and if we leave that back porch light on, bees are always drawn to that light. That They're, they're the type of insects that are drawn to light. So don't panic if your bees are hanging around your front porch light. That's You'll see a few of those anyway. So... Um, I would say don't worry about it. Just, you know, be aware that it's out there and let's just watch. But don't lose any sleep on the zombie fly. You know that Purdue University put out a recent study, too, that might be interesting just to kind of quickly go over for our listeners. Do you want to do that? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate talking about bad stuff, don't you? Is that the neonicotinoid study where that's the coating on the... I get those two words mixed up. The other, but it's a coating on a on the corn, the seed corn that's planted, that becomes systemic throughout the plant. But the problem is, and Greg Hunt and the fellows over there noticed that they had massive dieouts when the farmer planted his field, and they studied it, you know, through the university there, the research and all. They found that the coating of chemical. The pest control, the pesticide, or is an insecticide. It's on, it covers, it's coated the seed. So when it's back on the, on the planting machine, the planter in the hopper, they use talcum powder to help the seeds kind of go where they need to go. That gets into that powder, the poison does, and it gets airborne. And the air, the airborne poison 
when I read this study, Sherry, was shocking, not just for the bees, but for anybody out there, even me and you, the water supply, the soil, it's, it can settle, it can drift. And why in the world we don't have a better way to address this, uh, I'm shocked. Uh, but all in all, you know, you and I live near, we have our bees near cornfields and all, and I've talked to our farmer about it, and he, he swears that there's just no dust that escapes, all that's contained. And we have not experienced any die-offs when he plants fields and all. So another thing, not to lose sleep over, but certainly we want to be the kind of beekeepers that can stay abreast of these situations and do what we can to educate maybe the the planting community, the farmers, to say, uh-oh, is there a different way that you can plant that where this toxin doesn't get released? Because that study did validate that that poison is getting, that does affect bees. Well, and, and, uh, a, a little bit of research, if you want to do it, is to get a DVD called Nicotine Bees. And this is directed by Kevin Hansen. I don't know if he's the one that actually produces it or not. But it's a, it's a nice little video you might want to get and just kind of, kind of watch. It's called Nicotine Bees. And we're actually going to show this at our advanced class. We have a, an hour break during our classes and some people go out to restaurants and but most people brown bag it and so we like to show a a nice dvd during that hour it's a really great time to be able to preview some other things so anyway check that out nicotine bees talking about classes we do have an advanced class coming up on february 11th this is podcast is 2012 (laughs) if you listen to this in the future this might not be um, yeah. It might not be current information for you, but we do have an advanced class coming up on February 11th. We're going to be in Arthur, Illinois on February the 25th at the library at 9 o'clock. There's a big beekeeping club there. I know in March 24th we have a beginner's class, and that one's filling up fast. This is the 1st of February, and that one's going to fill up. So if you if you want to get signed up for that, get signed up for that. Otherwise, we're going to have to split that. And during the, the next month or so, I think you're in Chicago, and I think you're in St. Louis. Yeah, and I'm at the U of I short course, too. And that might, Is that the first weekend in April? I never can. I've got no, it on my it's calendar. A, it's, a, it's a very end of March, I believe. Okay. So lots, lots of things going on in the, in the beekeeping community, for sure. So we want to wrap it up. We want to just uh, thank you all for tuning in to Studio B Live. And hope you had fun listening. You can find us on iTunes uh, to help uh, if that helps you, you know, listen to it on your cell phone, your iPhones, and all that. Or if you want to just listen to it online at your computer, do that. But take us along, and we're always open for you writing us and telling us things that we can share. Maybe some funny stories about your beekeeping experience, or if you have questions, we'll read your email on our Studio Bee Live broadcast and answer your questions. And this is a shout-out to Jeff and Ern, who are the two that have bugged us the most for a new podcast. Who knows? Maybe they've won a prize, too. I don't know. Be something, yeah. <laughs> don't feel bad about bothering us. It does kind of get us moving because we get plenty of email from you guys saying, we got to have. Is there anything you can do? We want a podcast. So it, we like it. It's fun, and we are going to, as we always say, we're going to try to do more podcasts. <laughs> So we are, again, uh, Long Lane Honeybee Farms. Our website is honeybeesonline.com. And you can call us 8.30 to 4.30, Monday through Friday, Central Time, for beekeeping needs. We sell and we'll make. We make all the hives here. We sell the equipment. 
We're a package B provider as well as queens. We raise our own queens here. We're trying hard to raise queens that are, you know, natural. Um, we call them pioneer queens, uh, real hardy stock from things that we find in, around here that are living in the midst of everything dying. So we graft out of the living things. We don't graft out of dead hives. <laughs> And, well, that's uh, good. That's good. We don't use chemicals on our highs. We like to just uh, let Mother Nature do her thing out there. So you might uh, have that same approach as we do and want to get on the bandwagon with us. Appreciate it. So we like to make a living off our honeybees and fabulous customers like you. So do drop by our website and give us a call. And uh, until we talk to you next time, have a good time and uh, keep an eye on those bees during the winter months and hope for the best for you in the spring. See you later. Bye-bye.